0: In West Africa, the semi-arid region of the Sahel is facing yet another food crisis. The United Nations says nearly 20 million Sahelians are facing food shortages this year because of drought, high grain prices, and other problems. But there are some pockets of hope in the region. One of them is in northern Senegal. That's where a sustainable farming project is making life a bit easier for some often uneasy neighbors. Amanda Fortier has our report. The meandering Senegal River basin, a few hundred kilometers inland from the Atlantic Ocean, is a stretch of Africa so dry and desolate that the ground cracks beneath your feet when you walk on it. So, it can be a bit of a shock here in the Futatora region to suddenly see a patch of bright green land. Mariam and Yang walks along rows of delicate blossoms of red and white hibiscus, leafy corn stalks, and buckets filled high with okra. She names each crop in a broken mix of French and Pular, her local language. Eh okay. carot, This is what's known as a super vegetable garden, or SVG. It's part of a three-year-old experiment in intensive, small-scale farming, tended by Nyang and 99 other women. Nyang and most of the others are Mauritanian refugees who fled ethnic violence in their own country more than 20 years ago. The rest are local Senegalese. The project is run jointly by the United Nations Refugee Agency and a small French development firm called JTS Seeds. Modigay is JTS Senegal's director. He says each garden can grow up to five times more produce than traditional local methods, using very little land. Each SVG project begins with a selection of seeds and organic soil conditioners and fertilizers. But Gay says the real key is making the most of the region's scarcest commodity, water. Traditionally, farmers here grow only during the short, rainy season, and they typically rely on peanuts and millet, which compact the soil and don't let water seep through. Gay says the SVG approach includes more varied crops and uses veils and tarps to help hold water. A small drip irrigation system draws water from the river. Together, Gay says, these tools allow people to farm year-round while reducing average water use by three-quarters. For years after they arrived, both the Mauritanian refugees and the Senegalese were having trouble making ends meet and getting enough to eat, which inevitably led to tensions. Refugee Mariam Nyang says the farming project has changed that. (laughs) Nyang says project members have more food and more variety in their diets. And they even have surplus produce to sell, bringing in badly needed cash. Even better, Nyang says, the project has improved relations between the refugees and the locals. A couple of hundred kilometers east along the river valley, iron gates open onto another group of SVG plots at the Hamadi Unari refugee camp. About 50 Mauritanian and Senegalese women set to work with babies on their backs, hoes and shovels over their shoulders, and large plastic buckets and watering cans balanced on their veiled heads. Habibaro leads the team. She's a 48-year-old former hairdresser. Habib says she and her neighbours had worked this plot for 18 years before the Super Vegetable Project arrived. Those farming efforts were killing the land, she says, so they were skeptical about the new approach. But she says they soon realized this project would be different. Mora Gay of JTS Senegal says the shift came with the very first harvest. De de concombe, de gombo. Gay says in that first harvest, the women brought in 200 kilograms of cucumbers and 300 kilograms of okra. Now he says the farms here are the most successful around. <laughs> Shortly before sunset, the women and children gather around team leader Happy Barrow. In a gesture that might have been unheard of here not long ago, one of her Senegalese neighbors says she's so happy with the farming project, she wants to sing. With plows and shovels in hand, the Senegalese and Mauritanian women begin singing and dancing together. <laughs> The UN Refugee Agency hopes to set up another two to 300 super-vegetable gardens here this year, which it says could directly benefit another couple of thousand people. For now, the agency is carrying the roughly $700 startup cost for each farm. But there are plans for a local NGO to start providing microloans to help keep the projects going when the UN leaves. For The World, I'm Amanda Fortier, Hamadi Unari, Senegal. You can see how some refugees in Senegal are embracing eco-farming. They're pretty darn talented, too. As you heard, they sing and dance while they eco-farm. We have a slideshow at theworld.org.